The scripture that we're going to work from this morning is also one that will be our foundation for the summer as we move through this season of fruits of the spirit. Uh, it's quite short, but uh, there's a lot to it. So here are these words from Galatians, the uh, epistle of Galatians, and it's from chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. By contrast, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with all its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. Hear what the scripture is saying to the churches. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. So we're, we're entering this conversation, Andy. We've been, um, you know, through the season of Lent and now the season of Easter and we're into Pentecost. So what are we up to? Well, uh, to me, um, I love talking about the Holy Spirit in some ways because uh, the Holy Spirit is Ruach. It's Numa. It is uh, unharnessable and moves in all kinds of ways. Last week we talked about how um, perhaps even what we're seeing on our streets is a fresh movement of the Holy Spirit. But eventually I have to get to a place of, okay, but that's also, there's not much that I can wrap my head around when it comes to that. And there's some speculation even in some of that. But we get this verse that I think is incredibly handy to talk about what does it look like when, when we're experiencing, when the Holy Spirit is moving in us um, as individuals and as a, a collective, it looks like this. And so that totally makes sense. Also, the metaphor of fruit, the comparison to fruit, makes sense in this particular season as we have uh, spring and summer and blossoming and blooming and following up on the heels of, of Pentecost. It just makes sense to me to dive into each one of these, each one of these fruits, if you will, and, and try to uh, reflect on all of them week by week. Especially in a season when, uh, you know, after Lent and Easter, we seem to be asking a lot of questions about how do I know if what I'm doing and being is the right thing in the world? How will yeah. I feel? How will I know that? What is the evidence of that? What is the fruit of, of the choices that I'm making? We're in such a choice heavy time right now that to, to have some guidance and some sense of uh, internal sense of, okay, I, I know that I am doing what is right and needed and um, faithful is actually really helpful over this course, yep. but just by chance, um, perhaps always, but definitely right now. So, and, and I was laughing too, because last summer we spent the time in our core values as a church and we used all this Apple imagery about cores. I remember Wayne Harrell and that team came up with that. And so it feels like really natural to now be talking about fruit in a different way, um, becoming a little bit of a theme for us. So I'm, when you read this scripture or when you hear it read, I'm curious what the first thing your mind goes to is. What is your, like aha or sudden insight moment that catches your attention? Um, when I look at it, well, right now, and I'll be honest with you, 
right now, uh, I look at it and I, I'm like, oh, I really wish I was experiencing more of all of these. Like I, I feel a sense of, uh oh, <laughs> you know, because I, I, um, because I'm currently, and we've talked about this. I, I'm feeling a sense of being overwhelmed, and I'm a little dysregulated because of my busyness, and and because of um, the in, the intensity of the world around us with racial injustice riots, protests, and oh yes, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I find myself not being very centered. And, um, and so I'm looking at all of these things and, I'm, and it isn't a sense of guilt or shame about it. It's a sense of like, oh yeah, that would be nice to have a lot more of that. It's a little bit of a, you're seeing it as a measuring stick a little bit, like a spiritual measuring stick. How am I doing? Yeah, that's exactly it. And knowing that even in brief moments when I actually just stop and take a deep breath, hmm, breath, pneuma, ruach, spirit, when I take a minute, I experience just even a taste of that in a a moment. And I kind of wanted to have more of those moments. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That takes takes effort. It 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 takes cultivation. Yeah, that's an intention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fascinating. I I also have a a reaction to the list, but you know, I love a list. Oh, you love a list. I love a list, and you have to be careful in Paul's letters with lists because, like, in our brains. Um, and we run into this all the time, you know, across lots of problems in the church, but it's like, oh, this is the whole list. This is all the fruits of the spirit. I'm sure this isn't every fruit of the spirit. Um, or this is every sin that matters. And only these sins are the ones that matter, right? The other ones are not listed, so they don't matter. Um, so I have to be careful with my, yeah. So I have to be careful with this because in my brain, when I read this, I'm like, oh, Okay. Let's start at the beginning. Okay, how, love. Okay, let's, let's take care of love, and then we can move. Then we will move to joy, check, and then we will move to peace, done, and then patience. And it's very funny to think then about. Then you get the whole spirit. That, that, then spirit. <laughs> then you'll have the spirit, and then you'll be guided by the spirit. And, and the problem with that, of course, and I don't think I'm alone, like, I'll move past that pretty quickly, but when I see a list, I can't help but get hooked. Um, Is Is the word the other way too? Like with the list of sins, you're like, I'm not doing that one, and I'm not doing that. Got to work on that one. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I don't I don't think that I'm alone in that. But with this, because it does seem to be much more about like when these things are present in your life, then you'll know that you're walking alongside God. So it's not be joyful, be gentle, be, uh, you know, self-controlled. It's when you are these things, you'll see that that's actually evidence of, oh, you're doing the work. You've been doing the work. And so I have to like, I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking about how I interact with scripture in some ways. Um, and also, uh, thinking alongside you about, oh, how am I doing? How am I, how is it? with me uh if if i don't have these things as fruits in my life right now am i really walking with god in the way that i think i am or 
you know, would like to be, um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting problem. And our brains apparently go at it different ways, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I totally appreciate that. And, um, when we talk about being dysregulated, I'm, I'm really fascinated with and compelled by the, the, the fact that spirit is spoken of as fruit and also spoken of as breath, because when we're experiencing these things, I think we actually breathe easier, yeah. even in the middle of what might be um, an intense situation, um, an escalated situation. Uh, we, we, we can breathe easier when we are experiencing these things, knowing the Holy Spirit is present even in the middle yeah. of what is an it, intense situation. Does that make sense? It's sort of a continuous circle, right? Like you have the fruit and the fruit is evidence of something, but then you can use the fruit in the moments and seasons and what, like it goes around and around and around and it's about practice uh, in so totally. many ways, right? Yeah, and and without an intent, without an intentional practice, which I'll fall, I find when I am uh, not experiencing these things, it's because I'm not engaged in a regular practice. And I, I talked to you about this earlier this week. That even if that practice is taking five minutes in the car before I walk into the shelter, and just breathing, and having some time of meditation and contemplation. Uh, if I'm not doing that, if I'm not, then I'm not really cultivating um, the spirit and, and, and I don't experience those, that fruit in the same way. And, and that's uh, so why I like that um, uh, Father Richard's um, center in Albuquerque is called the Center for Action and Contemplation because we have to act and at the same time, there has to be contemplation right there with it. So the Holy Spirit leads us to action. These things manifest themselves in the action that we take. But we also have to take the time to cultivate and to center ourselves in the reality of that spirit. Or, or we'll just forget that we have the very presence of God to lean into. Yeah. We'll forget that that is already there in us and available to the world mm -hmm. through us. We'll also, I think look at this list and begin to perform these things instead of actually be them. Um, oh, that's good. You know, yeah. I, I worry a lot about folks who are just like, I've, I've told this story. I won't name the person, but this woman in my last church who used, she just radiated with rage all the time. She was the angriest person I have ever met. And she pasted a smile on her face and always said to me, Oh me, I'm too blessed to be stressed. And then she would like not be able to engage a conversation about what was really going on in the world and in her life because she had decided basically that she needed to perform as though she were gentle and kind and loving. We all know that we're not all of those things all the time, um, but we'll, I think we'll get caught if we're not doing the action and the contemplation piece that you're talking about we'll get caught in a space where we have to pretend like we are in order to be quote unquote good people and good Christians. Um, mm. Because that's what good Christians are is this list, right? right? Right. But, but then there's no vulnerability, no honesty, no, uh, 
you know, that's one of the things I wish were on this list. Why isn't, uh, you know, transparency a fruit of the spirit? Um, so that's, that's a place where I hear what you're saying really clearly. Like you have to be willing to do the back and forth and the reflection and the action so that it is a practice. And so that you can see whether or not the fruits are real. Yeah. And we don't, uh, we don't want to, on the other extreme, just become navel gazers, right? That just, that just sit and, and contemplate and meditate because how do we experience uh, patience and kindness and generosity unless we are acting in the world. We're yeah. engaging with the world. Super easy to be a loving person when you don't actually have to deal with any human beings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is, okay, so I don't want to get too tangential, but it's interesting that you say that because um, that could be really easy to do right now because we're all stuck at home right? Or supposedly stuck at home. Uh, We're all quarantined. And yet what is the desire of our heart, which I think is actually the desire of the spirit is to be manifested in, in kindness, generosity, patience, love, gentleness, because we want to engage with people. Our heart is to engage. I I think, and you've confessed to being like uh, a major introvert, but you've also told me in tears, I just want to go be with people and hug people, <laughs> just miss people, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm curious. I mean, you and I have, um, we've confessed over the years of places where we certainly fail uh, <laughs> in faith and in leadership and in life. Um, but this, the, you know, we turn this list into goals which is, you know, as we've just said, like a big mistake. It's either evidence of your faith or something you're practicing, but to try to, you know, have it just be like, I'm all these things and I'm perfect and now I've arrived is not actually what being guided by the spirit looks like. Um, Even John Wesley said, um, you know, we're all moving on to perfection, but then he, you know, that's a United Methodist uh, uh, theological tenet and but he he confessed later on like I think I met somebody once who may have been sanctified but they probably backslid um (laughs) which is like my favorite John Wesley semi quote of all time um and it's like you know this is a process so I'm curious for you what experiences or seasons um you know have you like how do you describe when you know you're out of touch with the spirit and not being guided by it maybe what does it look like for you to be dysregulated from these gifts um in a specific way i would say the past uh week um in particular uh and sometimes I know best when others speak into my life and tell me that. I may not be aware, sensitive to it, but when I'm, just recently I walked into the house and Amy said, she said, I really can't wait till you can come in and not look like you're in pain and stressed. I'm really looking forward to that. And I was like, 
oh, she said, you're always stressed nowadays. And I tried to push back. And I was like, not always. And she's like, fine, if you want to be little. You know, okay, it's not always, but it's a lot. And it was kind of a check for me to go, oh, I, when I'm, this is often a tell for me, is the furrow in my brow. And I've talked about that countless times. Um, and when I'm radiating, not love, joy, peace, patience, but I'm instead radiating pain and stress and sometimes anger and frustration and uh, that overwhelmed feeling. Um, I, and it takes others to check. You, you reached out and did the same thing to me this week. You're like, I right, dude, checking in with you. The furrow, come on, right? Um, those are uh, specific times and seasons that I know that I'm not doing what I need to do. I'm not checking. I'm not checking in with the Holy Spirit. I'm not cultivating much of anything. I'm just doing, right? If we use the image of, of uh, one who's tilling the ground, I'm not intentional about doing things to plant and cultivate. I'm just thrashing with a tool into the ground. That's yeah. all I'm doing. There's and, no and fruit I, getting born out of that. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's what, when I, I kind of know is um, sometimes it takes somebody else to check in with me and make me aware that I'm not very fruitful. How about for you? What does it look like? Yeah, I had, a, I had an experience this week that showed me how thin my topsoil is, if you will, um, around this. Um, take this metaphor and run with it. I oh, love man. it. There's just so <laughs> many jokes that are ready to be made right now. Um, and I was, so I, I had my birthday this week on Monday, which of course, everybody who knows me at all knows is a birthday week or a birthday month. There's a reason I was born on June 1st. So the entire month of June could be my birthday. And your birthday. Happy birthday. technically still my birthday. Um, and so I, you know, I had this wonderful time. Uh, my spouse was super creative and generous in this pandemic with making sure that I had people who like, interacted with me. I even got to go on, a, I was on a hike, a socially distanced hike with some of my best friends in Forest Park. Had had an amazing weekend, felt very rested, you know, by all um, measurements, very connected, very, like I had prayed that day. I had, you know, been, uh, I felt like my heart was really in a good place and healthy and like I had a good perspective on the world. And I received a text message uh, right before the end of our hike as we were approaching the car uh, about 20 minutes away that um, I did, it was, I won't even reveal what the details were, but it was something that hooked me so hard with one sentence that I did a thing I have never done in my entire life. I took my phone and without any forethought or reason, I mean, I flipped my lid, as Krista would say, right, around her trauma-informed care stuff. Like, my brain went from core, totally prefrontal cortex, I'm fine, thinking logical, to just pure limbic system in, the, in nanosecond. And I took my phone and I threw it as hard as I could uh, into Forest Park. 
And I, I mean, I've truly never done such a thing in my life. I, I haven't thrown anything in my life. Um, but the, the, the strain and the stress of the world right now apparently like got me so hard around this really dumb thing. It was like a schedule change. I mean, I'm not, it wasn't like somebody had texted me that something really terrible had happened, um, but it got me right. And, And what it, I had to go, you know, get my phone and I had to like do the thing that you do when you do something embarrassing in front of your people. But I, I thought about it a lot later and I was like, oh, actually, you know, you wouldn't have been so hooked so fast and so dramatically if you had really done the work over the last few months. Um, like maybe there's more that needs to be, there's, there's more that needs to be present in your life. There's different ways to be thinking about this uh, way of being that you haven't quite gotten yet. Like there's still growth here. And you know, the spirit's present and you're trying to tap in, but like there's something missing right now. Um, because I'll tell you what was also missing in that moment for me. Um, that would be any sense of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control. Um, I did not exhibit a single one of those in that particular minute. Threw those into the woods. <laughs> like garbage, like a litterer who deserves to be uh, fined. Yes, I, it was, and so, you know, when we're dysregulated, when we're not at our best, um, it's like, it is a good measuring stick in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I'm not okay. The world is not okay. My family is not okay. The spirit is not present with me. Not because the spirit isn't wanting to be present and isn't always, but because I'm just like not available to it. Um, but I'm, I'm curious about for you, if there's the opposite experience and like, how do you, how have you seen the opposite be true so that we can talk about what fruit looks and feels like when it's actually in front of you? Yeah. I, so I appreciate that you shared about how you were having a day where you felt, um, you felt you were pretty centered but in a moment you dysregulated right because i had the opposite experience just this last week Hmm. i've told you i have not been regularly experiencing being centered working on it um and yet uh there was uh, a day where there uh, was an active day at the shelter and we have one participant who struggles with mental health issues, particularly schizophrenia, uh, and was having a mental health crisis. And I was back in the office and my staff was dealing with this particular participant and they were keeping their distance and they kind of didn't know what to do and were wondering if they needed to somehow um, uh, somehow physically do something or should we call authorities, whatever. And I I walked out of that office and I took a moment and I took a deep breath and I checked myself and I walked up to this participant and said uh, his name and said, Hey, Hey bud, let's, can we go outside? Let's talk. Let's talk. And he was still upset and still, I said, just, just go outside. Let's just talk for a minute. And as we were walking outside, I found myself taking these deep breaths, 
checking myself. And I entered into this conversation with this participant with a tone and a spin. I'm going to call it a spirit that uh, I have not ex been experiencing lately, but it's almost like I, I got in touch with that in that moment because that's what that person needed to experience was kindness, gentleness, my own self-control, uh, my own generosity, because I, I started asking questions about how this person got escalated, what happened, tell me about your, how are you feeling, expressing my empathy about those feelings, and moving in such a way that I have not felt the capacity to do, and can, um, it, it's kind of like sometimes, and I know you've experienced this too, Jules, where you, you preach, and you don't know where that came from, you're preaching, you're like, I don't know what happened there, but others have experienced this, whoa, that was moving, that was powerful. And you're like, oh, wow, the Holy Spirit is like real and moving. And in that moment, that's kind of what I was experiencing. And it wasn't long before my tone was matched by this participant. And this participant was de-escalated and was, we finally were able to reach the point in the conversation where this person could talk about uh, being out of their meds and needing to and saying, I need to get to the drugstore. I'm really sorry. Can I go apologize to everyone? I know I scared people. And it just, the whole thing changed. And I honestly believe it was because at least in those few moments that I was able to have that conversation with that person, uh, the spirit moved yeah. within me and, and, and I, I believe through me in that moment. So in the middle of when I'm generally dysregulated, Right, because when you're taking that time to actually breathe and to mm -hmm. center, it, it can be it can be momentary fruit, right? Like I think so often we talk about these as oh a lifetime achievement award of some kind, but right. Jesus was super practical and he was shooting for like let's do this now. Let's what who can we care for now? How can we be present and bring God into awareness with other people and in our community now? And I think that these moment to moment pieces then add up to a lifetime, right? They add up yeah. to a complete picture. Um, I know I have, I have this, you know, as we all do when we're in close relationship with somebody, we have patterns that we fall into and some mm -hmm. of them are good and some of them are bad. One of my bad patterns is that when um, my husband asks me if, um, like, if he hurts my feelings and he notices, like, something on my face, uh, my first reaction is to say, no, I'm fine. And then to go off and, like, slink off into the corner and, like, stew on it. Um, mm -hmm. And the other day, one of my experiences of the fruit of the spirit being more present um, and, and the spirit itself being more present was he hurt my feelings about something again, related to my birthday, which I'm going to keep bringing up because it's so important. Um, still because it's yeah, still happening. Absolutely. It's still happening. But he hurt my feelings about something related to planning my birthday. And I, I was able, I, I remember like closing my eyes and thinking like, you have an opportunity here to practice. Mm. And I, when he said, um, you know, was that the wrong thing? Instead of being like, no, no, it's fine. I said, yeah, that really hurt my feelings. And here's why. And we were able to have this much more 
kind, loving, direct conversation um, Mm -hmm. that was much gentler in the end and, you know, actually helped our relationship move forward around some things. But um, it was like you said, like, it felt a little bit like a visitation um, where it was like, oh, here's a moment that's different and I can, I can do it differently. I can, um, I can practice an act of gentleness. I can practice an act of generosity in this Mm -hmm. moment that, um, will, will help me see whether or not what I'm attached to is actually mattering in my life. Right. Which is really how I think about that relationship with God and the divine is like, where's that, where is that relationship really showing up? Um, if it's not showing up in my married life, well then gosh, I'm not really sure, uh, mm. you know, if it's worth it. And so, um, cause it needs to. And so, yeah, there's these opportunities for practicing, um, and thinking about how we already are those things, right? Like we're not just shooting for them. Like where's the kindness in myself already? Where is the gentleness and the love in myself already? Um, And what's getting in the way of me expressing or acting like that is true. That thing that the spirit has already promised me. Um, And you asked a number of questions this week of me that I thought were really helpful. You want to go like what you see getting in the way of some of um, the people in our lives or the, you know, even in folks in our church that might be preventing them from living into the fruits that are already there? Well, I, I, I mean, first of all, I, I would speak about my own personal experience and own that um, being uh, stretched too thin, being stretched, um, all of those things can get in the way. Self-medicating um, can get in the way. And that can come in all different kinds of forms. Not being physically healthy uh, also can add to all of those things and, and get in the way and, and be like uh, roadblocks to experiencing the movement of the spirit. So yeah, that happened for me. And I guess that's as we move toward asking the questions for people to talk about, um, I'm going to add, we have our little list of questions, but I'm going to add to that list. Um, I'm going to add, what is it maybe that's getting in the way? Is there something getting in the way of the movement of the spirit for you? Um, Can you name that thing? Can you talk about that thing? What does it look like for you to remove that barrier or to lessen that barrier uh, and, and invite the spirit to move past that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think that's a great question for each of us to answer. What, what are the other questions you would ask? Well, we talked about asking, we, we would ask our, uh, our folks, our beloved church, how do you know when you're being guided by the spirit? How do you experience that either in moments? Can you talk about moments or in seasons of your life where you've really uh, extended seasons where you could talk about you know, I really felt a sense that God was leading and moving and the spirit was moving in me and through me. Um, And we talk about seasons. Uh, Season can be a really good week in some sense or a really good few days. Uh, But I I would ask that question, what did that look like for you? And then the last question is, 
what does cultivation of the spirit look like? What does it look like? What practice do you have um, that uh, invites, encourages, compels the spirit to move within you and you to be, to acknowledge the spirit that's always present and tune in with that spirit in order to hopefully experience those, those fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll post those questions on Facebook um, before Sunday. So folks can think about them, reflect on them and uh, prepare to join together in conversation on Sunday, if you'd like at 1030 to talk about them. Um, Any other things you want to say about the spirit before we pray our way out and say the benediction? We're going to talk a lot more about this. We've got to, we have particularly named fruits to talk about over the next few weeks. This is going to be fun. I'm excited, but I think for, for now, I think we're good. Let's, let's pray and sing. Which would you like to do? I'll pray and then you can sing this week. How's that? Good. Go ahead. Let's pray. Gracious and holy God, we give you thanks for, uh, for the guiding that you give our lives through the spirit. We give you thanks for the ways in which that challenges us and asks us to do things that stretch beyond what we would do comfortably. We give thanks for the ways in which we are changing all the time and becoming more and more conformed to the way that you would have us be in this world. And so we ask you to bless each one of us this week and beyond with evidence of these fruits in our lives so that we can cling to what we already know, which is that we are in relationship with you, that you are in and with and through us and among us, and that you are guiding us into a way and a world that will um, be ever more closely hewn to the shape that you are. And so we ask you to bless us in these ways, and we give you thanks for keeping us safe and whole and holy in these weeks to come. And we give you thanks always for Jesus and this spirit. And all of God's children said, Amen. 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 Receive this benediction. We invite you to also sing uh, along and uh, sing it to and with one another as we sing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make God's face shine upon you and be gracious, gracious, gracious to you. The Lord lift up God's countenance upon you and give you, give you, give you. Stay home in peace to love and serve the Lord. Love you and miss you. Amen. Good. I think it might be appropriate to say, good morning, church. Glad to be with you. Zoom bomb free. (laughs) No porn, no screaming. We promise that this entire conversation will be free from terrible distractions <laughs> that could either just annoy or truly traumatize you. <laughs> we are truly sorry for violating yeah. the first rule, which is do no harm. 
last week during our Pentecost worship service. Uh, we take it back and we wish that it hadn't happened. So we're back on um, we're back on a pre-recorded thing that we can actually control this week. Sorry about that, children. The only people who will either annoy or traumatize you are, are your pastors. <laughs> Which is probably par for the course. Which you're used to and have probably cumulative and historical trauma around now after six years. We apologize, Mince, instead of my own name. Okay. Sorry, I'm fixing my hair. I got this weird Superman curl that happens. Wow, that was the weirdest humble brag I've ever heard. Is that a brag? Do people want oh, a Superman curl? Oh, no, it just made you sound like, 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 I'm, I'm kind of Superman. Oh, no, 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 oh, that's not what, <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I meant my hair does this weird no, thing. You know what you I meant? I'm, I know what you meant, but the tone was a little bit like the gun shows that way. Just, you know, me and Christopher Reeve. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to get it with this arm. I have, Hold on. I have two guns. How many <laughs> guns do you have? Um... <laughs> It was really funny. Okay, let's <laughs> let's make this happen, Captain.